Welcome to the second season of Alternative Parenting Podcast, where we learn how to guide our kids to find their own path while supporting them in cultivating traits that will empower them to live a life of fulfillment, meaning, and satisfaction. I'm your host, Efrat Amira. Hello again. I'm so happy to be back here to continue teaching you the theory and practice that will help you connect better with your children and create a fulfilling and joyful family life. In the previous episode, I talked about the importance of providing our children safety in the relationship they have with us, so they can go out to the world and thrive, while knowing that back home they have a safe haven that they can always come back to. One important aspect of building that safety is avoiding becoming a source of threat ourselves. Parents never intend to scare their children, but we all sometimes do. With awareness and some practice, we can reduce these instances and enhance our children's sense of safety. You see, most of our behaviors are unconscious. Bruce Lipton teaches us that about 95% of our cognitive behaviors are controlled by our subconscious mind and are not in our conscious control. Our mind is programmed by our life experiences and the way that we were brought up. Many of our behaviors are not our choice, nor do they reflect our authentic wishes and desires. This shows up in our parenting when we have knee-jerk reactions to -to day-to-day situations with our children. Many times we react in ways that we later regret and make us feel ashamed, stuck, and frustrated. So why do we lose our minds with our kids? Our brain has many different areas and parts. Very generally, I want to divide our brain into two parts, high and low. The higher brain is in charge of thinking, imagining, planning, critical thinking, problem solving, and making good decisions. Our lower parts of the brain are in charge of basic functions like breathing, strong emotions, and the innate reactions to danger like fight, flight, or freeze. Whenever our brain detects that we are in danger, the lower parts of our brain take over and the higher parts of the brain shut down. It's our most basic survival strategy. Whenever we are in danger, all our focus needs to be on survival, and we can't be thinking too much. But the thing is that not everything that is perceived as a threat actually is. If my son is having a tantrum, I'm not in danger. If my daughter is not cooperating with me, I'm not going to die. If we are late for school, there is no real threat. But it feels in our bodies as if we are chased by a saber-toothed tiger. If we are able to pause in these situations and not get captivated by our stress responses, we are able to get our higher brains back online and tame our survival physiology. Becoming more mindful will help us respond in the heated moment from a place of intention and calm. The practices I want to offer here today help develop response flexibility that will help you gain more control over your responses. Mindfulness has many definitions, 
But for me, it's the ability to be aware of our thoughts, emotions, sensations, feelings, beliefs, perceptions in the moment. It is the ability to pause before we react. So how can we train our minds to become more mindful? I want to break this into two levels, preventative tools and in-the-moment tools. So what are the preventative measures? First step, we want to learn from our anger. Anger is an essential feeling and it's an indicator that a boundary has been broken. That is why it's very important to know your limits and make sure that you set your boundaries. I will talk about how we set boundaries to our children in later episodes, but now I'm actually talking about knowing our own boundaries. Each one of us has different capacity of being with our children, dealing with all the work that raising kids requires, needing time for ourselves, needing time to meet friends. Each one of us has different needs. Putting your needs in the highest priority will help you be more content in your day-to-day life. For some, it will be a lot of alone time. Some need to spend more time in nature or take a bath. Be true to yourself and to your loved ones and take care of your needs. These needs, by the way, change all the time, so be attentive to yourself. A good exercise to do that is part of Gabor Mate's Compassionate Inquiry. It is a daily reflection on where you felt like saying no, but said yes instead. Try to listen to your body. When we are not true to our authenticity, our body lets us know. If at the end of each day you are exhausted, your back hurts, you have headaches frequently, your muscles are always tense, your body is trying to send you a message that something is off. Listen to it and adjust your schedule. I know this is easy to say and very hard, but it's worth it for yourself and for your children. One way to start adjusting our day to our needs is by thinking about our priorities. Make a list of your priorities. What is most essential for you right now? Your health, your connection with your loved ones, your career, spending time with friends, exercise. I know they are all important, but it's not possible to prioritize everything at once. So try to pick your three top ones and eliminate things from your schedule that are not your priority in the moment. This can change and will change over time. So for example, when your children are very young, they need you more and you may put more of your time at home, and your career may be in second place. And later that may change, and your career may be in a higher priority. Be easy on yourself. I know we all want to be able to do everything, and our society expects us to do that as well. But that expectation is just not realistic, and puts us in so much pressure, which then makes us less available to our children, and more likely, to act in ways that we will later regret. Another preventative tool is to de-stress on a daily basis. Practice yoga, meditation, take a walk outside, dance. Make sure you have time each day to get rid of the tension that accumulates in your body from our daily stressors. One practice I highly recommend is mindfulness. Mindfulness can be done on everyday situation, while you're driving your car, walking, doing the dishes. The way you do it is just by becoming aware of your different senses, your sight, sound, smell, touch, and taste. So for example, eating mindfully, observe your food, really focus on the different tastes you have in your mouth, smell the different smells, notice the sensations in your mouth and in your body while eating, listen to the sounds around you. 
This practice will help you build circuits in your brain that help you tap to your body in the heat of the moment rather than experiencing the situation through your mind only. Among the theorized benefits of this practice are self-control, objectivity, affect tolerance, enhanced flexibility, equanimity, improved concentration and mental clarity, emotional intelligence and the ability to relate to others and oneself with kindness, acceptance and compassion. Now I want to move to what we do in the heat of the moment. What are our calming tools in the moment? So the first thing is really not sophisticated, but frankly, the first thing I do when I get triggered is just stop talking. I don't want to say anything that I will regret later. Most of the time, there is no need to say much. Then I listen to those voices in my head. They can be pretty brutal. I let them out in my head. Just doing that sometimes makes me laugh because these thoughts can be so exaggerated. But giving them the place just helps releasing them. I try not to get too caught up with those thoughts and intentionally start to get in some helpful self-talk. I say to myself things like, this is not a dangerous situation. My son is having a hard time. I can deal with this. I love him. Sometimes though, the energy of anger is just so big in my body, so I let some energy out. That can look like shaking my hands, kicking with my feet, squeezing something, leaning against the wall. I know this sounds funny, but making some growling sounds always really, really help. And it's actually really fun to do it with your kids as well. Be sure to not skip this part. We don't want the energy of anger to accumulate in our body. Keeping our anger inside leads to dis-ease, whether mentally or physically. So after letting this anger out, we can also try to calm ourselves actively. Sing or hum softly, dance around, go outside, push up against a wall, take some deep breath, drink cold water, wash our face with cold water. After you calm down, you can react. And just a caveat here. If there is a real emergency, of course the number one priority is to keep everyone safe. But if not, and most cases aren't, you can just take that pause. After you are calm, you will be able to get your higher brain on board and you will have access to your rational thinking and to the tools that you have. I will get to those tools later in this podcast, but for now, keep practicing regulation. You will see that once you are more regulated, you don't even need outside tools because you will be able to react compassionately and problem solve effectively. Another aspect that helps us stay mindful in the situation is setting our expectations straight. By that I mean knowing our children's limits, what you can and cannot expect from them according to their developmental stage. That will be the topic of our next episode. So be on the lookout for that one. Bye for now. Talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode and was inspired to make small shifts in your parenting that will support your kids to bring forth their full potential while living a life of ease and well-being. To support the show, please make sure to subscribe and rate the show. Leaving a comment can be very helpful in promoting the show on the podcast platform. If you think that this can benefit other parents, please share this podcast with them. I invite you also to follow my Instagram account, Alternative Parenting Coach, 
and join my private Facebook group, Alternative Parenting, where I would love to hear your thoughts about the episode, what you learned, what inspired you, or what you didn't agree with. Your feedback is extremely valuable to me as we are all in this process together, living, learning, and evolving. Thank you again, and I'll talk to you soon. Oh, 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 oh,